This episode of Enough is brought to you by Squarespace, everything you need to create an amazing website. What you need to know about is the amazing apps that Squarespace have created for your mobile devices. They allow you to post and access your stats no matter where you are. You have the ability to post to your blog in HTML, rich text, markdown and textile, giving you the control you want and then you're able to save a draft, view a preview of the post or post it directly to the site. The previews are really cool because they allow you to view your post as if it's already live on the site. It shows you embedded in the website, which is really cool. You can upload and edit multiple pictures directly from your device, as well as giving you the ability in text to add links, bold, italicize, mark quotations, and even set excerpts directly within the editor, which is really cool. As well as all of this, you can access and edit your posts in offline mode, view your stats in online mode, including visits and referrer information. You can manage comments. You can access multiple Squarespace accounts and much, much more. This app is indispensable for anyone using Squarespace, and it's absolutely free for all users of the service. The app is available for iPhone, iPad, and Android. You can check this out by going to squarespace.com forward slash 70 decibels. You can start your two-week free trial there, no credit card required, and you get full access to the app during the trial time. If you sign up for the trial, make sure to use the code 70 decibels 6 as we're in the month of June. That's 70 D-E-C-I-B-E-L-S-6 at checkout. This will give you 10% off and let Squarespace know that we sent you. Thank you so much to Squarespace for sponsoring. Hey there, Michael. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm very well. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for today's episode. Yeah, actually, because uh, yeah, we've got... Uh, actually, he's, he's one of my best... Uh, I would say online internet friends, but uh, we actually have met in real life and hung out, and you know, I I stayed in his family's place and ate his food and totally uninvited. Like, yeah, we, <laughs> my my wife and daughter just showed up at his door, drove across the country, and showed up in in Danvers, uh, Massachusetts, and said, "Hey, how are you?" <laughs> and he's like, "Come on in," and we're like, "Oh yeah, got anything to eat?" <laughs> it didn't go exactly like that but really close hi Aaron Mankey hey Patrick Roan how are you <laughs> just fine <laughs> so you may you may recognize that voice um, Aaron is co-host of uh, the homework podcast on the 70 decibels network and also is, is our in-house designer that's correct uh, yeah he does he, all the you know all the best logos anything that's beautiful Aaron, right. Aaron, Aaron is done. So, so let me just, I really want to let our listeners know that if they work from home, if they know someone or love someone who works from home, if they ever have any dreams or aspirations of one day working from home. Or just running your own business. Or just running your own business or any of that stuff, homework is essential listening. Like, seriously, stop listening to this right now no, don't and do go that. catch no, up on episodes of homework you, you can listen and then after. come back. Yeah, after, or, or just afterwards. Um. Or afterwards, I suppose. But <laughs> no, I'm just try, I'm trying to put the point on this about how good it is and how important it is. So it's, um, because Dave Kahlo joins Aaron Mankey on that show as well, doesn't he? Yes. Yeah. I, I, mean, and, I mean, they talk about... I mean, and I mean, they dive deep 
uh, on a you know almost subject by subject basis about all of this stuff from how to deal with distractions to li- listening to music when you work to you know kind of you know setting up your space and environment and how to protect that and it's just oh it's just so good so full of just total delicious yum yeah, just wonderful. So. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. That's, but a, we're not that's here an interesting tagline. Homework full of total delicious yum. That's I right. like this. Actually, that's a, better, that's a better fit for cooking with, and you're welcome to borrow that tagline. Please. I'm, I'm writing it down as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're not on to talk about homework or Aaron's massively good design skills and chops uh, with logos and uh, branding and just about any aspect of uh, design you can think of book layout. um, You know, he does it all, Uh, but he does it all while battling the monster that we all battle, which is friction. Mm-hmm. Correct. That is very correct. I fight the good and, fight. And and do me a favor, Aaron. Just kind of give me the thirty thousand foot view of of friction. Number one, what friction mm-hmm. is. And number two, frictionless. Uh, a kind of recent, um, not just blog, but almost um, lifestyle. That you have that you have uh, launched. Um, it just you know, let, let's just give me the sales pitch on that. All right, so we'll start from way high up and talk about friction in general first. Okay. Um, some people get it, some people don't, and it takes a very short amount of time to explain it. But friction is that force that keeps objects that want to pass by each other from from passing easily. You know, so think of sandpaper on wood is a rough surface and it really it keeps it from moving across so friction is that force that stops it from happening um, so while that's a like a law in the physical world um, it's actually one of the laws of thermodynamics if you want to jump on Wikipedia and look that up um, mm-hmm. friction is something that relates to a lot of other places in our life relational environmental organizational financial occupational things like that um, friction is is basically this it's it's anything that keeps us from reaching our goals. So mm-hmm. if your goal is to get, you know, six hours worth of projects done on your to-do list and you keep getting interrupted with, um, you know, habitual email checking and you keep checking Twitter. And at the end of the day, you've only gotten four hours of those six hours done. You didn't reach your goal and things that kept you from reaching that goal, the Twitter, the email, whatever else it was, um, that's friction. And so, you know, that's kind of like a productivity friction, but uh, you can find friction in all sorts of areas of your life. Um, communication problems between spouses or, or partners um, can cause friction in a relationship. And, you know, that it literally rubs the wrong way sometimes. Like you just get um, arguments and, and broken down relationships. So, so, yeah, so friction is this real thing that happens in our systems and in our processes. And uh, I... I'm, I, like you said, I'm a designer. Most of my time is spent designing things for clients. And I'm going to come right out and tell you, I am not the best designer in the world. Um, I'm not going to make any aspirations that I am like the top of the, of, like I'm the king of the hill or anything here. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good designer. Um, I ask all of my clients for testimonials when we get done working. And the most common testimonial does not say, Aaron is 
a kick butt designer. They say um, it was so easy to work with Aaron. And mm. it started to click after a few years of doing this that I've done something to the way that I run my business. I've done something to the way that I've set my processes up. Just because I don't like frustration and I don't like stress, I've done something for myself and it's, it's benefiting my clients. You know, they're, they're seeing that it's easy to work with me. So um, as I started to think about this more and more, it became kind of a mantra where it was just, all right, how can I take the friction out of this particular situation? Um, I do autopsies of client relationships when they don't go as well as I'd like them to. I sit down and I think about it. And even though um, it's easy to blame a you know a client or or a friend or whatever for the problems we're experiencing, there's always something that we can take on ourselves and say, I can fix or I can change this and make it better next sure. time. So sure. um, I'm really big about getting rid of friction. And so so much of that is is core to who I am that I decided, you know, Maybe I can help other people do this. And so um, last month, I launched a, a new company, basically, out of my home office here um, that will, uh, I see it down the road being bigger than the design business that I run right now. But it's basically yeah. going to be um, a, a, a company that helps people get rid of the friction in their lives. You know, and so the blog that you see at getfrictionless.com is like one piece of that. You know, it's, it's every now and then there's a great article that goes up, sometimes by me. Um, but the great ones come up by guest posts, um, guest authors, um, people like uh, Mr. Patrick Rohn, who who had a post up uh, just uh, uh, on the tenth here, or which, the eleventh. Which uh, I, I discussed in a in a prior episode, but I just want to say is is actually one of one of the favorite little story things I've written, uh, personal story things I've written in a while. So mm-hmm. so I, thanks for that. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I'm glad that you you decided to, to donate it to me to, to put up there for because the, the readers they really love learning how to work with this idea. I mean, there's always going to be friction and yeah, learning how to work with it, how to combat it, how, what kind of systems can you put in place. Um, so part of the frictionless company is um, frictionless tools. Uh, right now, the product that's out there is an index card called the Capture Card, and it basically mm. just solves that problem that everybody has, where you're having a conversation with somebody. Um, or you're brainstorming an idea or something just hits you out of the blue and you need to capture it right now. And sometimes mm. um, you don't have anything else that you can get it down on other than a piece of paper and a pen. And so these, these cards, I keep a pinch of them in my back pocket. Um, there's all sorts of tools for like carrying them around and stuff. But essentially, it's just a place to capture things. It's not yeah. where they're going to live forever, but that you can capture it with that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and then uh, down the road. I yeah. use those cards, by the way. I just mm-hmm. want just wanted to say, yeah, you know, I, I I used them in their previous iteration because I think I I actually was probably one of your best customers for those <laughs> because I bought several packs. You them. bought several for yourself, and I think you bought some for other people too. Yeah, I, I, I bought Big some for fan. other people too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, they they started life out as the Helvet Index cards, and um, the, the the idea behind creating them was was around friction, but the name didn't convey that whatsoever. So. Um, they're one of the main reasons why I built this company where I, I can, they're the frictionless capture cards, you know? Um, and there'll be more products down the road that'll happen under that frictionless tools um, branch. There's also um, will be a series of books um, that will be topical, frictionless blank, you know, fill in the blank on, on different things. Um, I run a business, so they're going to kind of focus on that business freelancer world to some degree at the start, but they, they'll branch out from there. And um, and then the... Um, the third piece will will happen over time organically, but uh, sorry, that's going to be um, the consulting arm of, of frictionless. And I want to be able to sit down with clients and say, 
just tell me what's where's that rough spot you know when you've got friction when you feel frustrated you know when you've got it when you you feel stressed and you you lay down at the end of the night you get in bed and you feel like there's like a thousand blankets on top of you and you feel stressed i sat down with a goal to get all these things done and i didn't get them all done and that 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 guilt and that regret and all of that that's a sign that there's friction um that, that the, fr- the frustration isn't the friction. You don't go looking for frustration and say, I got it. You have to, you have to dig deeper. And so, yeah. yeah so, well, and, and I think that in a lot of cases, it's, um, uh, and, uh, I, I've been tr- looking for a way to kind of put this into a, a more, yeah, I don't know, a more cohesive idea, write about it, what have you. But, I think that a lot of times friction comes or, you know, that there's a tension that exists at least between what we expect from ourselves and what others expect from us. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it's a three pronged, three pronged tension because there's a tension between those things like we may have one expectation for ourselves but other people have others mm-hmm. and because we're not meeting those it's causing tension it's causing friction or the reverse is true we're meeting other people's expectations instead of meeting our own and thus some some uh, some tension and friction can come from that but then there's that third leg and that third leg that I think we don't address nearly as often, which is not meeting either of those, not meeting what other people expect from us and not meeting what we expect from ourselves, mm-hmm. but still being stuck with knowing or, or being able to, or being able to find the energy to do either of those things. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that um, many times, uh, and this is kind of this the the subject of the of the posts that I uh, you know guest posts I did for the frictionless site, although in a very oblique way, uh, what we often need to do is lower our expectations, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, for ourselves. You know, that and and also lower our feeling of responsibility of the expectations that others have for us. Yeah. Right. Um, and but only one of those can we control. We can only con- we can only really control. You know, because other people have expectations for us, and we're not meeting those. Well. We can't lower those. They have to lower those. Unless I suppose we can communicate to them that no, this is not going to happen. But that's that's a communication problem. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that oftentimes the friction that we experience is uh, is between the the two ears. Um, you yeah. know, is 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 between our thoughts and our and our actions, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. that. And that sometimes that stuff can only be dealt with internally, right? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I would say that there's personal friction and there's yeah. interpersonal friction. You know, there's mm-hmm. the friction that comes up just in your own personal life that if you were alone on a desert island, you would still experience friction. 
but there's also friction that only happens because we live in community and we work with people and we interact with people. You know, you think about like, you know, Mike, you're, you're running a podcast network with, you know, so many hosts and shows and files zipping around and sponsors and text yep. links and like th- there's all the opportunity in the world for a bunch of friction to pop up because you're working a in a community. Yeah, because there's a lot of moving parts, especially as things grow. Um, and there are shows that I don't have direct control over. Right. Um, th- that's where some of the friction starts because I have to rely on other people to take care of things in a timely fashion, or, 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 or I just, or and there's things that I need to coordinate with people, or if I forget something, and yeah, it can be a bit, it can be difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And and, and I think that. Um, one of the nice things that you have done with all of this is you actually took the time to kind of write basically a manifesto, you know, almost like a, uh, I suppose it could in a lot of ways substitute for your, you know, your, your mission statement for this kind of new venture. Um, Mm -hmm. but I, I think it's, it's different than that. It's less, inwardly focused than that and more outwardly focused about mm-hmm. what what friction is and how how you you know some of the tools and strategies and aims that you have for helping people with it um and that manifesto is free right yeah for sure uh, you know i figured making people pay to even find out what friction is is probably a little bit of a bit of friction (laughs) and there's something to say about you know like this whole idea of community and friction that comes up uh, uh, because of community if we can help the people around us live more frictionless lives we ourselves end up living lives that have less friction in them as a result you know if we help our friends learn to communicate better you know if you've got a married couple that you're friends with and they're duking it out all the time and you know like the husband's always talking to you and trying to get advice and the wife is always talking to Bethany and trying to get advice um it brings friction into your own lives mm-hmm. and so if you can help people figure out their own friction um you can get rid of it in your own life so i'm i'm a big fan of saying hey everybody go grab the manifesto and just read it it's big type um it's short you could probably pound it out in a half an hour um, and I try to do it as organized as possible because I like to organize things. And um, yeah, so just head over to getfrictionless.com slash manifesto or just go to the website itself and you'll see a big banner for it um, and, uh, and grab it because it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. So uh, I wonder how much of you, – you said that, that frictionless and the idea and the idea of kind of uh, forming a, you know, more or less a company – you know, uh, you know, an offering around this idea, um, and consult, you know, services around this idea and products. You said uh, some of that was born from your existing kind of self, you know, unofficial self analyst of mm-hmm. your design business, right? Yeah, and your experiences there, and your client experiences, and you know, taking a look at what went right and what went wrong, you know, kind of debriefing, debriefing these projects, um, and finding out that the what went wrong almost always had a common thread. Right? Yeah. Um, and so, I guess my question is. How much do you see this stuff kind of overlapping? Um, for instance, uh, 
in my business, with my technology consulting business, um, one of the things that uh, when people ask me what it is I, I do and, and uh, you know, people who are interested in getting into it, you know, what, you know, what's it like? The thing I tell them is, you know, the first thing you have to understand is that you're a technology consultant second, mm-hmm. right? The, you know, the, the, the first thing you are is a talk people off of the, oh, my God, it's all broken ledge. You're more therapist than you are a f- fixer of Macintoshes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Be- be- because so much of, um, you know, so much of that stuff is emotional. You're walking in and someone's hard drive is dying and they don't have a backup and they're freaking out, right? You have to walk in and say, okay, yes, it looks bad. It is bad, but don't worry. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to try to find a way out of this situation. Mm-hmm. And if I can't, there will still be other options available to you. Mm-hmm. Okay? They will be, you know, they may be expensive. They may be so expensive that they're not really options, but they're there, right? And that's when I go through the you know, the, the shtick of, you know, I will, you know, here's what I'll do and I'll try to see if I can do this and I'll use this tool and see if I can do that. And if none of those things work, there are hard disk recovery places that will charge anywhere between $1,500 and $3,000. But they will, in most cases, be able to extract 90% or better of the files off the drive and deliver them back to you and then mm-hmm. you could move on from there. So not all is lost. It just may be expensive to get it back. But, you know, uh, and, and when people hear that, they at least know that, okay, things are dire. I'm freaking out. But you know what? There's always an option. There's always an answer until there isn't, right? Mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And you need to calm them down first. So with that said, how much do you find that you, the work that you do with clients and going through branding and going through um, kind of um, you know visual presentation uh, and that sort of thing overlaps with some of the services that you want to provide through Frictionless and helping them think through some of that stuff? Well, you know, I'd say that the majority of the clients that I, I get to sit down with and, and talk about branding with, um, I, I have to caveat this. I do a lot of logos for people who just write blogs, you know, and so it, it, it's a logo that you'll only ever see on their blogs. So there's no other marketing efforts or collateral material built on top of that brand, but it's, it's just for their blog. Um, but then I have another group of clients who are different. They run businesses. Uh, the logo is the cornerstone of a lot of things that they do. And so those people, the frustration that I hear from them whenever they sit down, um, I, the first thing I ask them is like, why do you want to do a logo? You know, I mean, mm-hmm. what's, what's the mm-hmm. reason? And sometimes it's something simple like, well, I'm starting a business. I need a logo. Um, but even that has a deeper answer. Well, well, why do you think you need a logo? Well, I, I want to market. You know, I want to, I want to advertise. I want to, you know, create collateral material like a, a website or a brochure or things like that. Um, 
the people that already have those things or maybe they have an existing company that they want to rebrand or whatnot, those, those people, they have more frustrated answers. They, you know, things aren't working for me or um, I want to be more recognizable. You know, they found that mm-hmm. people couldn't recognize their business because they weren't really presenting themselves well. You know, people judge a book by its cover. Mom was wrong. Um, and, you know, they, they're going to judge a book by its cover. You have to put a pretty cover on your business or your, your blog or your book or whatever it is. Mm-hmm to mm-hmm. attract people to it. It's just, it's the way the mind works. So the mm-hmm. frustration that they have is, you know, I'm not getting any clients and the, you know, the friction is, well, you've got, you've got some broken branding and let's, let's work on that together. You know, mm. um, my, my client relationships, especially the ones that are, that are here in the area when I get to actually sit down like at a Starbucks and talk to these people, these conversations always nearly 100% of the time devolve from let's do a logo together or let's design your marketing piece to um, how are you handling like gathering email addresses for, you know, from your customers? Oh, I never thought about doing that. Well, then how are you letting them know when you've got, you know, a new service that's available or a special to do? Oh, I never thought about that. So sometimes what ends up happening in these conversations is I'm actually giving them more marketing advice than design advice. Yes. And and there's a lot of (laughs) friction to get rid of in the marketing world. Mm, Same. I, I, I'm saying yes emphatically because I same thing, and mm-hmm. it's actually Bethany and I took a a trip up to our family cabin this weekend, and a you know, kind of a big part of our conversation, both forward and back, uh, was talking through uh, some of that because both of us uh, find ourselves going in to do quote unquote the work um, that we're going in to do. But in fact, what we really do is, you know, talk a lot about strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Get people to really ask themselves um, and, and question what they really need as opposed to what they think they really need, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess in a lot of ways, kind of taking some of the friction out of the way. I recently had a um, – had a um, – uh, client, uh, not and well, uh, yeah, I guess you know, it, kind of a newish client. It, it was a, you know, uh, an acquaintance of of Bethany's, longtime acquaintance of my wife's, who she kind of put in touch with me as they were thinking that they needed a couple of a couple of websites built, and uh, so, you know, no problem, great, let's meet, let's set up a time. Got there, got to meeting with him and his assistant, and it very quickly became apparent to me that what they really needed, they could do, mm-hmm. and they could they could do in just a few minutes' time, as opposed to paying me, you know, twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars to you know build out, you know, a a simple WordPress based website that. You know, their hosting provider had a one-click WordPress install, and uh, <laughs> what they were looking for could be covered with the default, you know, WordPress 2011 theme, mm-hmm. right? And so, <laughs> you know, and it's like, you know, gosh, yeah, I would love to take your money, but I know, you know, number one, you've already stated you really don't have it to spend, and number two, it'd be disingenuous of me because I'd much rather have you pay me for a couple of hours of my time now mm-hmm. talking about here's the things you can do strategy-wise to 
get what you want up and running right now today. Like yeah. before I leave the table, your assistant could be working on this and we could be talking about, okay, here's the next steps if you want something more. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think, I think oftentimes in, you know, this is almost, almost part of a more homework conversation. You know, we, we as freelancers, even, you know, designers, consultants, you know, business strategists, what have you, find ourselves wearing all of these hats at once. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and that a lot of that coalesces around friction. And our having to, you know, face it every day and fight it and figure out ways around around it, but even more so because we do so much of helping our clients mm-hmm. through that thinking, that idea, the whys and the what's the purpose and how are you planning on using this and have you thought about this and, and that sort of thing. Um, and so frictionless to me, I know, comes from that perspective, right? From that perspective of not, you know, while you certainly want to be able to help everybody, that there's a lot of focus here on freelancers, mm-hmm. right? And people who work for themselves and how to deal with some of this stuff. And that it's not just useful for them, but these same tools, these same ideas, these same strategies will be helpful to their clients, not just in how they deal with them, but even in imparting some of these lessons, some of this information to their clients. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's sometimes people need the right tools just, yeah. to, just to, to take the friction out of a process or a system. Sometimes they need to be taught. You know, sometimes they need to be educated. Um, you know, when, when Dave and I were setting up homework and getting connected with, with Mike to get the show like into the 70 decibels flow and system. So it's, you know, each new episode shows up on the 70 decibels website. Um, you know, he took a moment to like sit down and just like teach us here's, <laughs> here's, here's where to go. Here's what to do. And that teaching removes so much friction for him. He doesn't know it. Like he's just figures that I need to teach people, you know, give him a little primer on how to, how to work the system here. But what it's doing for him, like the reason why he continues to do it is he gets that positive reinforcement of there's no friction from it. Um, I now know what link to send him. I now know, mm-hmm. you know, how to send him show notes and he sends me a link and I know what to do with it. I don't have to, eat, you know, DM him back and say, what the heck is this link? Like, what? <laughs> you know? Why are yeah. you do this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, like sometimes you just teach people and that education helps them uh, remove some friction from their, their life. So I'm, I'm a big fan of it. And I think one of the reasons why clients have an easy time working with me is because um, they, I, I spend time teaching them, you know, here's, here are the basics of what a logo should have in it. And yeah. that's why when I send you these batches of unique options and we're going to look at them, you can think of them in parts and you can pick and choose and we can, we can talk about things a little bit more flexibly. So I, I, I educate right. my clients and I let them right. know like what my values are when I'm doing a logo design. You know, I, I'm a simple minimalist designer the less is more approach is what i take um and i teach my clients that upfront in the mm-hmm. the materials that i'll give them mm-hmm. with pricing on it so that they can decide mm-hmm. if they want to work with me or not like i want them to know upfront that this is what they're getting yeah um, teaching teaching people really helps you know yeah 
Well, thanks a lot, Aaron, for for being on. And uh, I want to wrap this up with uh, reiterating where people can go to learn more about this stuff, the Frictionless Manifesto. If someone wants to hire you for their awesome design work, where <laughs> they go, um, you know, go and do the plugs now. Go. Awesome. Okay, so I mean, I'll assume all of this stuff will end up in the show notes. Of um, course, as always. So you know, bullet list of links here. But I do my design work over at wetfrogstudios.com. I do logo design, um, app icon design. Um, everybody um, knows, uh, you know, I love to do podcast logo design. Um, mm-hmm. I do, you know, general marketing design, things like that. That's where I. That's my design home is wetfrogstudios.com. And you can you can get in touch with me through the contact page there on the site. Uh, frictionless is over at getfrictionless.com and you can find links to all sorts of things right there. Uh, there's also a contact form. Hey, if you want to say hey to me there. Um, I've got a personal blog that I update like every six years uh, and that's over at aaronmanke.com um, and you can check the show notes for the proper spelling of my name and then you can always follow me on Twitter. Say hey, let me know what you thought of this show or what I do and I'm on Twitter as A-M-A-H-N-K-E. Um, I try to tell, you know, mildly funny jokes Folks, as often as I can, people put put up with it. So, uh, yeah. Well, that's thanks a lot. Thanks Thanks, a lot for coming on and talking about frictionless. And uh, I think we're going to get you back on uh, for an episode of How Bear Is My Air because not only have we uh, not done that with you before, but um, I think yours will end up being a lot different than a lot of folks that we've had on the show just because of the nature of your work. So looking forward to that. Always the oddball. That's me. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> as always, uh, thanks for joining us, listeners, and, uh, and Mike. Thank you. Thank you. And we'll talk later. We will. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.